Damn, son, where'd you find this? Whiskey Dan back at it again with the old Milwaukee Mini. I don't remember how many episodes of this shit we've done. I'm gonna be, I'm be straight honest with you. Uh, I've been like kind of fucking depressed lately, and that's why <laughs> a new episode hasn't come out yet. Also, uh, there's just I was just busy kind of doing nothing, and there really wasn't a whole lot to talk about um, last couple of weeks. Uh, been difficult getting guests in. You know, a lot of people are busy. Um, running a podcast can be kind of difficult, um, but episodes come out when they come out. Sometimes you get a lot, sometimes you don't get many, but fuck it. H- here we go. So, I've been having a much better last couple of days. Well, for the most part. Mm. Shit. Bef- before we get in- into, like, the real heavy shit we're going to talk about, let- let's go ahead and talk about, like, some some nice shit to open it up. Get to... Ah. Duck it out. So, first and foremost, let me tell you about my fucking day. <laughs> get this shit. So, I get to sleep in a little bit because I had a dentist appointment. So, I don't have to wake up at 6. I can wake up at 7. So, I have a dentist appointment at 8 o'clock. I go get my teeth cleaned. Everything's good to go. Go to work. Get there about 9, 9.30, somewhere around there, ballpark. And... I had I got thrown into what's known as an ARD meeting. Now ARD is an acronym ARD. I don't even know what it stands for. I kind of forgot. I, I'm several beers deep on an empty stomach, so you know, bear with me here. Uh, I forgot what ARD stands for. Basically, it's just a meeting with typically with kids who have um, some sort of accommodations, like they're a 504 kid or they're a special education kid, and they have accommodations, and you have a meeting with with the kid and the parents and like a bunch of their teachers, and you have a little sit down, little. Little uh, little meeting on how well the kids doing and what they want to do going forward into high school. Because, like I said, I, I teach eighth grade, so you know a lot of it's geared towards getting them ready for high school. So we 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 have a student in there, and I, I got thrown into it because the guy who was supposed to be there got sick and couldn't show up. So I had to be the quote unquote teacher of record, and I was the only one available. And I had like just got to work. Now, granted, um, the students in my class today were doing some standardized testing training, who was which was being led by some somebody else I work with. So the kids were in my room, but I wasn't the one teaching. Somebody else was kind of running everything. Um, so I was available to get pulled out. So I'm I'm in this meeting, and across from the table is is one of my students, um, and they're there. And both of their parents are there. Mom, dad, they're probably like late 30s, early 40s. Dad looks like a construction worker. Mom, total MILF. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, all right. Uh, keep in mind, I stayed up a little too late the night before because I'm like, oh, fuck, I could sleep in. Like, uh, you know, I just got a damn you know dentist appointment so I could sleep in a little bit. Might have had a couple, you know, THCO, Delta 8 edibles the night before. So I might have rolled up to work at 9.15 and, you know, still a little bit hungover. So I'm over here uh, trying to figure out, you know, why this mom is so hot. <laughs> and then the entire time I'm just like, I am so unprofessional. 
Like, I'm really glad people can't read thoughts because I, I legitimately felt bad about it, but she was a very pretty woman. Um, and, and the kid's great. We were just having, like, a little, like, meeting to kind of see how well they're doing, what they can do going forward. Uh, but it was it was just funny. Like, I'm sitting there. Like, I've been to work. I've been at work for maybe 15 minutes. I have a student, both their parents, and then, like, four other teachers and then uh, a translator who is also, like, the ARD uh leader like the person who's kind of running the meeting she also was bilingual so she was like helping the mom and dad understand because i believe the dad spoke some english um like he spoke a little bit like a a decent bit but i don't think the mom spoke hardly any you know but it was just interesting and i'm just like huh i kind of forget that a lot of my uh students probably have pretty hot moms (laughs) it's just not something you think about all that often so that that was my morning. Was got my teeth cleaned and then it was just MILF City and I'm like, all right, I guess this is what this is what we're doing. Now apparently what, what they're doing over there in Eastern Europe is invading um, you know, the Ukraine. Uh Russia under Vladimir Putin is invading the Ukraine, in case you haven't, you know, I don't know, looked at the fucking internet today. So that that's cool. No, it's not. It's actually fucking horrific. Um, the cool thing about it, though, is that we live in the age of information. So if you have a Reddit account, you're on Twitter, you're on Facebook, you're on Instagram, you're on YouTube, any of those platforms, you can see damn near in real time as the events unfold. And, you know, I'm over here thinking, well, fuck it. I guess this is when old Dan gets conscripted into the USMC actually excuse me, Marine Corps doesn't take conscripts. They only take volunteers, but they have taken draftees. And then they were like, all right, we need a people to volunteer for a special program. And whoever raises their hand, congratulations, you volunteered for the Marine Corps. Anyway, um, so I'm over here thinking I'm going to get conscripted in the next six months, uh, led by a president who can't finish a goddamn sentence because it's fucking elder abuse that he's even the president. Now, granted, I ain't saying Trump was necessarily like the better option out of the two because neither Trump nor Biden were. Fuck, we could have just had Howie Hankins. At least he, you know, can. it's not a raging douche and can make a complete sentence. You know, I didn't really, I don't really think that the American people ask for a whole lot out of a president, but, you know, being a raging douche Probably not something you want to have. And then somebody who can, you know, uh, remember what they ate the last two days, you know, would be nice. I feel that Biden is, I don't don't know if he's going to make it four years, man. It's, it's tough. Like it was obvious he was reading the teleprompter pretty hard during today's uh, little, uh, I guess what, address to the public about what's going on with Russia and the Ukraine. If you don't know what's going on with Russia and Ukraine, basically Vladimir Putin, the leader of Russia, is just a huge cocksucker. And he wants Russia more or less to have the power, control, and influence it had when it was the Soviet Union. Since the Ukraine was part of the Soviet Union and the Ukraine has access to a lot of warm water ports, he wants to more or less annex the Ukraine from what I'm understanding here. Uh, you know, just kind of take it over. I mean, Ukrainian language and the Russian language, very similar. They use the same characters, but they are not the same language, kind of like Spanish and Portuguese. They are similar, but they're not, um, you you know, one person can't really understand the other because it's kind of like garbled up is the best way to kind of put it. Mm. But at any rate, basically, Vladimir Putin has launched a full-scale 
invasion of the country, like across many hundreds of miles of a front. Um, problem is, is that one, the Ukrainian military is a little bit tougher than what the Russians were expecting. Two, the Russians, and when I say the Russians, when I say the Russians, please understand I mean the Russian government, not the Russian people. And we'll get to that in just a sec. But the Russians, the Russian government, their military has, um, there's, there's a video of it, I've seen it on multiple different things, but it's this uh, Russian fighter jet like flying in real low and just like, shooting rockets at fucking like civilian buildings this dude's like recording it or this girl's like recording it from like her window in like the, on the second story of their house or whatever it's pretty insane um but you can just see this plane just like swoop in and like shoot two rockets probably hit maybe 40 50 yards away from where they're at taking the video but um they the russians have been attacking civilian targets as well However, uh, the country of Poland apparently has opened up uh, their borders for refuge for Ukrainian citizens, so that's pretty good. Uh, Millions of people across the world are very angry at what Russia's doing. I don't think I can think of a single person who's really backing Vladimir Putin, even in Russia, necessarily. There are thousands upon thousands of protesters in Moscow and St. Petersburg and other large cities in Russia that are chanting no to war, we don't want war, why are you arresting me, you should be arresting Putin, and you see that happening. There's thousands and millions of Russian people who do not want a war. People know how awful war can be, and we have um, a bunch of 20-year-olds out there, people my age and younger, out there fighting these battles because a bunch of old men who are in suits want to have a fucking dick measuring contest or big pissing contest that costs, you know, lives. That's that that's what this is, you know. So, you know, Ukraine is, is you know literally fighting for the defense of its own nation, whereas the Russian military is moving into the Ukraine, but um they got a lot of people that have gotten captured so far. Um Lots of people that are getting questions why they're doing it. Apparently, a lot of people in the Russian military didn't know that they were going to be killing people. It's crazy. You can get on Reddit. It is all over the place. And and I know on this on this show, I have talked you know badly about Reddit, and and I still will. But in, in this aspect, there's a lot of good information you can get in real time as it's breaking down. After you know, <coughs> excuse me. After being on the site just for a little bit, uh, the wealth of information that is there is insane. Because, you know, as a history guy, it's crazy that, um, you know, because when I read stuff about World War One or World War Two or the Civil War or something, the American Civil War, um, you know, you had to wait to learn really what, what happened. You know, like, hey, how's the battle? How are these battles in the Pacific? Like, you know, how's the Battle of Guadalcanal unfolding? You know, how is the, you know, uh, invasion of Normandy or the invasion of Sicily going or, you know, whatever you would have to wait until that information got declassified and then put in the newspaper. Well, now people are just throwing that shit on the internet, you know, because everybody's got a fucking phone. And we could see what's going on. And hopefully there will be enough protest and unrest within the nation of Russia by the Russian people to have this authoritarian regime really, really reconsider what's going on. I mean, they can't arrest Everybody, right? They, they certainly do not think that they could arrest, you know, all, you know, a hundred and, 
you know, 80, you know, 120 million protesters or some shit, right? I don't, I don't see, I don't see this escalating necessarily straight up into World War III, just because I think the world is far too interconnected for that. War is bad for things. Uh, I mean, if we had a president who could, you know, throw a sentence together, I don't really think this would be happening. But then again, I also think a lot of uh, economic sanctions would be getting thrown at Russia so hard, and they probably will in the next coming days. Um, it's tough. And my heart goes out to the, the people who are being invaded right now. You know, I, I'm i sitting here in, in my house in Texas where you know, I almost no threat of danger. I, I can't imagine getting shelled or bombed, you know, right now as I'm sitting in my room. You know, that's that that's insane. So, you know, my heart goes out to those people and the people in defense of their home country. Um, I can understand why people want to defend their country. And I, I get it. It would be hard to convince me in today's political climate to defend the United States because, you know, we've known for, what, over 100 years now, the United States has just, the United States government has been actively lying to the American people. So, it, you know, it would be tough for me to give up my life for my country and my country won't do that to me. However, in the event that I was getting invaded or the United States getting invaded, that's a whole different story. Fighting for the defense of Ukraine is something I can get behind. Um, but I do know that, you know, a lot of times our militaries are used to back corporate interests and stuff like that. Um, particularly, you know, like oil companies or whatever, economic interests and wherever. So, but but this is not one of those scenarios. Uh, Russia is the aggressor, or sorry, the Russian government is the aggressor in this they are 100% in the wrong. You know, when the Soviet Union collapsed, the Ukraine got those lands. Boo fucking who. If you wanted to keep those warm water ports, maybe you shouldn't have had your entire economy collapse. I'm sorry. You know, if you wanted to, you know, if you wanted to be a world power, maybe you shouldn't have allowed your stagnant, shitty communist government to run your nation into the ground. And this wouldn't have happened. But here we are. And some people think that other people are pawns in their chess game that ever because they're expendable, but we're talking about human lives here. So it is what it is. I uh I feel really bad for a lot of those people that are living through this right now. Um now, is this gonna escalate into nukes? Who gives a shit? Because they start nuking us, I mean it, why Why even think about that possibility? Because if it happens, it'll be over before you know it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, nothing really you can do about that. Mm. But but I will say, um, I, I do think that, uh, I mean, there's a lot of Russian people that don't want this war. I think there's a lot of Russian soldiers that do not want this war. And when you have an invading army that does not have the back and support of its nation and then they're and they're invading a country who is willing to die to defend their people and their homes you are going to be up against a stout defense also all this is doing is making the rest of the western world and many other parts of the world really really hate russia 
it's not helping them. Um, you know, countries like Turkey and Finland, who already have bad relationships with the Russians, or, or sorry, with the Russian government, you know, they're your next door neighbors. Uh, might not be the best, especially considering that you know Turkey and the United States and Finland and the United States and you know all these NATO countries all around the area. Like, are I just in the long run don't think it's a great idea, but is what it is now. Are we going to see an American invasion of Russia? I highly doubt it. Hopefully this war all turns into economic sanctions and policies, you know, uh, to where Russia just can't trade with them anymore. Uh, and then they have to loot. Then they wind up losing or they have to back out due to economic reasons. And then their country stays stagnant for 20 years as punishment for doing this shit. It's not right. You know, a lot of people are like, Oh, you know, the United States you know, saying you can't invade a country. We've invaded half the world. Um, no, we, Britain invaded half the world. <laughs> we have not. Uh, we invaded a third of the world. So, or really just the third world, <laughs> particularly in Central America with CIA agents. Anyway, moving on. So, hopefully this will this situation will work itself out with minimal loss of life. Um, I, I really, like I said, I really do not think it's going to end well for Russia in the long run. You can seriously, I encourage you to look this up. Look up pro look up anti-war protests that are happening in Russia right now. They're arresting people left and right. They're trying to silence those people. However, the cat is out of the bag. The information's on the internet and once it's there, it doesn't go away. We are well aware that people in Russia do not have their right to free speech. We are well aware that people in Russia are oppressed. This is not the Russian people wanting to do this, but the Russian government. Maybe it's time to get a new government. Maybe this is the catalyst to change Russia, maybe into an actual democracy where people have a say in things. Hopefully. You know, granted, America is not the greatest place to live. We've discussed that many times on this show. But it's a hell of a lot better than most. You know, there's a lot of bad things about living in the United States, you know, with the NSA and the Patriot Act and this corporatism that we have over here. But at least we can still bitch about it. At least we can think. At least we can feel like we're voicing our opinion. At least we have our right to complain. We have our right to say no. Lots of other places do not have that. So keep that in mind. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, like I said, it all blows over pretty soon. You know, war doesn't determine you know who's right and who's wrong, and only just so. Hopefully, it doesn't get to that point. Now, <clears throat> I do want to tell you kind of a, a more funny story. So this the story. It, it takes place last night, right? Um, Ashley is hangry AF. She's like grouchy as shit. It's cold as hell. And we're going to this place called What About Kebab and His Yairos. I'm sorry. What About Kebabs and His Yairos? Weird ass name. Bomb ass food, right? Like shit slaps Reginald. Um, it's cold as shit. So she's like, hey, uh, can you go warm up the truck? You're going to take my truck. And I've been, I've been, you know, uh, eating a couple edibles. So I'm like, yeah, I'll go warm it up. Now, I go out to the truck, crank her up, 
Now, I cracked the window a little bit in the event that I locked the keys in the truck. Now, keep in mind, the truck is parked in the driveway. It's, it's right fucking there. So, in the event that I even did lock the keys in the truck, I could very well just walk back inside and go grab the other key and then unlock the truck. However, I have an irrational fear of locking the keys in the truck because one time back when I was slinging eight inches of happiness all over Tyler when I was delivering for Jimmy John's, I did lock the keys in my Ranger while it was in the uh, off pickup zone of one of the hospitals in Tyler. And I had to go, like, run back to my apartment, get the spare key, unlock the thing, and then get back, you know, back to work, basically. It was a huge problem. And I, ever since then, I've just had an irrational fear of doing it. So I cracked the window. I'm also, you know, edibles kicking in, so might not be thinking so clearly. And, but, like, the engine's turned over. It's it's running, so all you got to do is just click on the heater. Boom, hot air. No problem, right? That's my train of thought. Well, Ashley's hangry ass starts, like, Bitch moaning and complaining and calling me a dumbass about why I locked it in here and all this other shit. And now she's got to drive because I ain't edible. And I'm just like, you know, if 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 I um, did this to you, I'd have to sleep outside. But here we are. That's pretty crazy, huh? I said that. I didn't say those that in those exact words, but I said something along those lines. And I'm being like real cool about it, and she's just letting me have it the whole, the entire way to the restaurant. By the way, keep in mind it's ten minutes of just getting my ear chewed, while I just want to show her some shitty Chance the Rapper songs. <laughs> and uh, at any rate, we get to the restaurant, and we meet up with old Hankinator. Uh, so. He's up there. So the three of us are eating. Or, or we're getting ready. We place our orders and shit. We're all sitting down. And then I start telling, you know, Trent about the story of what's going on. And then she starts telling her side of the story, which really is just making her look worse. Because she is saying that since I am, not since since she is hungry, she has the excuse to act the way she does. And here I am a 25-year-old male who didn't know that women had the right to act like a child if they don't get their way or if they're a little uncomfortable. All she had to do was roll up the window and turn on the heater, and it was fine. But I, one, was kind of high, and two, had an irrational fear of, uh, and have, still do, actively have an irrational fear of locking my keys in the truck while it's running. Here's the thing. I have... A handful of irrational fears. We all do. Ashley has like 40 of them. And I live with those every day. And I am I think I am very accommodating of what goes on. Story gets better. We're eating. I pay for it, by the way. I took us out to dinner because I'm a man. And she needs to be treated like the nice lady she is most of the time. So, (laughs) So... Uh, we're eating, and as per usual, Ashley's eyes are far too big for her stomach. She gets about two-thirds of the way through the gyro, eats a little bit of the fries. We take it all home. I think she ate it for lunch today. The entire way home, 10, 12-minute ride it is back to the house, she is apologizing for her behavior. 
I wish this was the only time this happens. I, I've this is one of the things I love so much about Ashley. She will get so worked up about I don't even know. And then like he's just on it for a little bit, and then she'll come back and she's like, I'm sorry I was being a bitch. It wasn't nice of me to do that. Which that right there is so nice to hear because there's a lot of men who do not get to hear that. And I, my heart goes out to them. But yeah, it's just really funny to hear that happen. So yes, in essence, I, I, um, I paid for, for supper, got yelled at the entire way up there. And then the whole way back, uh, she's apologizing for her rude behavior. But, if the shoe was on the other foot, do you think I could sit here right now and tell you this story? If I bitched her out for something I thought is an irrational fear and didn't take into account for her feelings, and I'm not just talking about Ashley, I'm talking about all women. For all of the fellas out there in a relationship, for all of the fellas out there in a relationship. How much do you have to bite your tongue. But she can say whatever she wants. Here's the trade off though. Ashley sucks my dick way more than I go down on her. Not that I'm against it. Not, not, not that I'm against you know going down and you know doing that. Um. But let's just say that it is a very uneven bargain. And I think that that is kind of what makes up for it. <laughs> so, you know, you can be kind of a bitch if you're willing to blow me pretty often. I think that's a fair trade most men are going to make. You know, yeah, she, you know, uh, you know she she might be kind of mean, but, you know, that throat game. I mean, that, <laughs> she got that shit a lot, you know. So that, that that's kind of the camp I'm sitting, you know. So Ashley can be mean because, you know, I mean, if she's spitting on it, I mean, shit. <laughs> oh, man, that, that felt good to say. So um, basically, that's, that's – uh, my last night's supper escapades. And what was funny, though, was we get home. I think she took a shower, and by 9.15, she's in a food coma in the bed, which was hilarious because, once again, her eyes are too big for her stomach, and she ate way too big of a gyro. If you want to, if you live in, in the Tyler area and you want to try out uh, What About Kebabs and his gyros, check it out. It's right next to the diner, just north of the Cumberland Shopping Center on Highway 69. Dude owns it. I believe his name is Joe uh, class act. We've had his brother on the show, actually. Uh, his brother, John, who's been on the show. Uh, but Joe's class act, he was inspired by Austin uh, food trucks, actually, is what kind of got him. So don't think like, you know, you know, high quality Mediterranean cuisine. You know, think like Austin food truck, but you're not standing outside pissed drunk. You're sober and in a building. So nicer environment. Food's great. Uh, He's got all kinds of things. Not too expensive. You you and you and a friend or you and your lady or, you know, you know, if if you're the lady listening, you and you and your man can go out for twenty five bucks, which isn't too bad considering how big the portions are. The fries are really good. Uh they got several they got falafel, they got chicken shawarma. That's what it's called. They got chicken shawarma, they got the gyro meat, it's the beef and lamb mixture. 
damn good. 10 out of 10. Totally recommend it to anybody in the area when you got that hankering. Another really good Mediterranean place if you want something a little bit more authentic, maybe a little bit more healthy, um, would be Athena or Athena. Yeah, Athena. Um, it's right there on the loop. Pretty damn good. Uh, their, their, their gyros are really good. Uh, but but what about kebabs and his gyros? Is like, man, I want like food truck food, like good food truck food, which those do exist. You just got to go to the right places, particularly Austin. And there they are. Uh, 10 out of 10 would recommend it. I, I do um, I do want to take this opportunity. We're totally switching gears here, but <clears throat> I do want to take this opportunity to talk about something that does affect, uh, honestly, everyone uh, in, in a way. And I feel that it gets mislabeled so much. Uh, let's let's go ahead and sit down and talk about toxic masculinity, <laughs> um, particularly in in the in the notion that men cannot be vulnerable with their emotions towards other men. I feel, and I think a lot of people would agree with me here, but I feel that. When it comes to men's mental health and men's emotional well-being, that gets swept under the rug, not only by men, but also by women, um, particularly women that want to downplay man's struggles because they just don't like men or whatever, which... Honestly, if that's how you feel, you need to get the fuck over yourself. There's a lot of things about women I don't like, but damn it, they're half of the population. You got to learn to live with them. Uh, If it wasn't for women, humanity would not be where it is today. So always keep that in mind. But I also think that a lot of the toxic masculinity that I come about, you know, talking about like men and being emotionally vulnerable has to do, I mean, it comes from other men too, uh, and a lot in, in mostly in that way. And I feel that it is very important for men to effectively communicate how they feel with their emotions to other men. It is okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to not have everything together all the time. And there's a lot of men out there, many of which are my friends who struggle with depression or who are going through hard times and they don't know how to voice it. It takes a lot for a guy to want to vocalize his emotions, especially to other men. And, and I, I'm, I'm making it a resolution to myself to let my guy friends know that it's okay to be emotionally vulnerable. And, and by doing, by doing that, I, I want to be emotionally vulnerable to my guy friends. It's okay to have a bad day. It's okay to not, have everything together. You know, it's not okay to bottle up everything inside because if we're doing that, we're making the mistakes of our fathers, our grandfathers and our great grandfathers that we all know have bottled up emotion and it's come back in really bad ways, whether it was how they raised us or how they treated our, you know, their, our mothers or, you know, their wives or, you know, whatever, you know, how they acted in their jobs. And, and, and the only way that we can move forward with this is by being open and honest about who we are with each other. And what sucks is that like, you know, a lot of times when you say that, you know, there's always the one guy who wants to make the joke. <laughs> Gay! That, that doesn't help. Um, because there are a lot of men that do struggle with a lot of problems, men that you probably work with, or that you probably see on a daily basis that you wouldn't even know are dealing with this type of shit. 
And I feel that I don't really have depression. I'm not a depressed person. I don't struggle with those things, but I have a lot of friends that do. And I want those friends who deal with these problems or who have these hard times to know that there are people out there who do care about them, who do love them, and who do know that you can voice your opinion. I'm not going to think less of you because you have emotion. And... Granted, I, I do feel that, you know, most men are typically more vulnerable with their significant other. I, I am, for sure, I'm 100% in that camp. But it's important to know that men can be vulnerable with other men. You know, we don't always have to be, like, the strong guy who's in control, who's got everything locked down. I know what I'm doing. I don't need to ask nobody for help. It's okay to ask for help. Not everybody's an expert at everything. Or, or really, nobody's an expert at everything. So when we talk about, you know, this toxic masculinity, yes, you know, keep in mind, you know, don't be a fucking dickhead to women, but also don't be a dickhead to other men when they just want, when they're really asking for help, but they just don't know how to do it because there's no comfortable way to do it. Because for generations as men, we have not been allowed to ourselves in a healthy emotional way. You know, we're just told to bottle it up. Or it's a manly thing just to drink all the pain away, which is not a healthy coping mechanism. I've found that out in the hardest way, even though I do drink nowhere near as much as what I used to a couple years ago. Um, but th- that that is true. So if if you're a fella and you got a buddy who's struggling with some shit, it's okay to let them in. It's okay to let your emotions out about how you feel about them and how much you care about that person. Because I love my friends. My guy friends, my female friends, you know, I love them very dearly. If I didn't, I wouldn't be friends with them. And I'm making, like I said a minute ago, I'm making this a resolution to myself to be more emotionally vulnerable. Because if you're emotionally locked down all the time or emotionally, you know, tight all the time, you're not going to be able to grow as a person. You're not going to find out more about who you are. Letting letting some of those feelings go, letting some of that, your grip on your... Uh, persona I guess you're you know you're the way you look towards other people that that may help considerably and and it's okay to be vulnerable it's okay to learn how to grow it's okay to let someone know that you love them even if they are another dude because you know nowadays with common practices you know homosexuality is you know I mean I'm not gonna blow them but you know I'll tell you that I love them (laughs) it's just funny because you know like we grew up in my my generation we grew up in the early 2000s where it was like the funny thing to make fun of gay people you know nowadays it doesn't really happen near as much anymore because it's way more widely accepted but you know there's still some people that hang on to that just arrogance of you know I gotta be the tough guy all the time no you don't because nobody is. So, I, I do want to uh, to to round out today's uh, little little old Milwaukee mini. I want to round it out with with one thing. I, I do want to tell the Los Angeles Rams congratulations on winning the Super Bowl. Although it was not pulling for you, uh, that was a damn good game between the Bengals and the Rams. I haven't seen a Super Bowl that's been that exciting probably since you know 2012 when the G Men won it you know, against Tom Brady the second time. But anyway, uh, th- that was a damn good Super Bowl. We had a big-ass bitchin' Super Bowl party. It was a hell of a lot of fun. So that was a great Super Bowl season. Looking forward to the USFL coming in April. It is a spring football league. We are trying not once, 
not twice, but for the third time, we're trying Spring Football League. They tried with the AAF. It failed because they didn't have enough money. They tried with the XFL. It kicked ass, but COVID killed it. Fuck you, Chinese, you cock-sucking bastards. And then now we're trying to get with the USFL. The XFL may be partnering with the NFL. We got all kinds of crazy things going on in the world of football. It is amazing. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to this. However, if you are a baseball fan like I am, this fucking sucks because... Whole, whole MLB is on strike. If you're not paying attention to sports, the entire Major League Baseball is on strike. We will have a significantly shortened baseball season because of that, because people over here squabbling over how much money they're in the MLB, M- MLBPA, Major League Baseball Players Association, is all boohooing and crying about all kinds of different tax dollars and money going this way and health care for that when we have people that are literally getting bombed out by foreign governments right now. But, you know... That's not happening to me, so it doesn't matter. So keep in mind, keep in perspective that you may be a millionaire, but then there's other people that are losing their children because the Russian government wants to blow them up. So don't forget about that. <laughs> also, uh, hockey season is in full swing, so if you're bored on any weeknight, check into hockey. It's way more fun than the NBA. Also, uh, the NHL does not center itself around one particular player, one particular team, <coughs> LeBron James. So you can actually enjoy watching games because it doesn't just talk about you know how great the lakers are doing all the fucking time i think i think the nba gets a bad rap because of that because all of the sports media that involves the nba really talks about lebron james all the fucking time there are like 32 fucking teams spread the wealth (laughs) why don't i ever hear about the detroit pistons probably because they fucking suck you know or like the uh, you know, Portland Trailblazers, San Antonio Spurs, you know, hell, the Raptors fucking won a ring like two years ago. We don't fucking hear shit about them. I, I don't get it. I, I don't know. But maybe I'm just out of the loop. Maybe I'm not digging far enough. But I do feel like that sports media and the NBA does not promote a lot of its small market teams. And the NBA, you know, has a fuckload of small market teams. Maybe that's why I'm not into basketball as much. Oh, also because the NBA really loves China. So there's that too. Anything that supports the CCP can eat my ass. Fucking assholes. Anyway. So that that's what's going on in the world of sports. Getting a little excited for some spring football. Wish that spring training for baseball was getting close. Hockey season's full swing. Stars are sitting a little over 500. Are they going to make it to the playoffs? God, I hope so. It's crazy how they'll beat some of the best teams in the league, like the Colorado Avalanche, and then completely shit the bed against the Arizona Coyotes, like in the same fucking week. Rather inconsistent team, makes them fun to watch. So, go Stars. Oh, also, last thing I'm going to say. I went to a Stars game uh, February, what, 11th? I think some Fridays. I don't know. So, I went to a Stars game. I got selected to be on the Jumbotron, Whiskey Dam. In the flesh, on the Jumbotron, had a crowd of 15,000 people while I played this really dorky under-over game. Uh, but I did win $103 to the uh, Choctaw Casino in Oklahoma. So I'll probably go up there this summer and make a lot of bad decisions and money. But it was cool. I got to be on the Jumbotron. I got to talk to people. I got to be in the Ice Girls. It was nice. Uh, and it all happened because me and my friend uh, went to the game together. We walked in, and these two girls came up to me, and they were like, Hey, do you want to be on the Jumbotron between the second and third uh, you know, period? And I'm like, Well, hell yeah. I love having a captivated audience. So totally jumped on, the, on board for that. So. I'm going to go ahead and sign off before I get too drunk. Also, I got to start cooking. There's a little sauce. So, 
hope y'all have a wonderful week. Prayers to those out there in Ukraine. Let's hope this shit ends soon. I know that China's like getting their air force up and running, but we know how shitty Chinese products are, so I'm surprised they're gonna get off the fucking runway. So hopefully this ends soon. If not, I I guess I will see you uh, next time in uniform. Y'all y'all take it easy and, and be sure to drink responsibly. Also, Delta Eight. Not a bad pot substitute because we live in Texas and our government fucking sucks. world stops turning ashes where the body's burning no more war pigs of the power and as god has struck the hour day of judgment god is calling
Spreads his wings. Oh, Lord, yeah. 